Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room. Uh, Persona slash Shin Megami Tensei, maybe sometimes lore podcast where we talk about various subjects every whenever this is published. We still we haven't worked that out yet. So yeah, I don't think know, the first episode. We... Oh, I shouldn't talk over you. Um, I was gonna say I don't even think the first episode is up yet when we're recording this one. Is it? It's definitely, it's not even edited yet. I'm still on the Call of Cthulhu game. Like, if you want the first episode edited up, uh, I still have Final Fantasy VII being like, Eric, Eric. Uh, that game is quite addicting. Though I actually um, have fallen um, completely backwards. Instead of finishing Final Fantasy VII, uh, I booted up uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, and I'm trying to beat oh. that. Yeah. Shouldn't we go to Tensei 3? Because I beat, you know, Persona Royale came out, uh, Persona 5 Royale came out, and I beat that. I was like, this is a lot of fun. I want to play more uh, more of these games. And uh, I was like, what if this is the time I'm going to beat Nocturne? Um, because the best time I ever did, I then lost my save on a memory card. Um, but maybe, maybe I'm going to catch up this time. Uh, and maybe I'll beat uh. it. We'll see. <laughs> Man, I just got done playing this wonderfully intuitive game with like all these simple mechanics. I'm going to flog myself now. I think flogging is a good path for me now. Yeah, you know, it does. Um, it's missing a lot of uh, quality of life features. And also, it isn't as mind-numbingly baby-easy as Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the one time I died, like, the two times I died, it was like, okay, I, I can see exactly where I messed up instead of, like, even Persona 5, there was sometimes when I did things right, but then, like, oh, surprise enemy with weaknesses, and then we're going to brainwash everyone, like, twice. It's like, fuck. I actually, the only thing that I had trouble with in, I played on hard uh, this time around, and I had trouble with the Okumura boss. That was the one I, I kept beating my head against. Um, I didn't... Oh, God, that... Because you have to... When he summons those guys, you have to kill them, uh, like, within a turn or whatever. And if you don't kill all of them uh, within the certain time period, they just respawn again. Uh, so that's... Yeah. Yeah, I messed up with those elemental affinities and fucked myself that way. Yeah, that also is the check to see, like, hey, do you do baton pass? Because you're probably going to need to do baton pass and exploit it to make sure that you can kill all these guys. Because for some reason you can't, you cannot all out attack them. Oh god, yes. Well, because he's an enemy too and he hasn't been knocked down, I guess, maybe? Who I don't else? know. But that, that was the only one that I had a lot of trouble with. I, I thought the final boss was going to be hard, but of course, you know, unless it's like one of the super bonus bosses, final bosses tend to be pretty easy if you've got obscenely overpowered personas going into it, which is usually how it works. Or if you've maxed out some of the confidence we're going to be talking about today. Ooh, that is a transition. I, I love it. <laughs> I know, and... What is the topic of our episode today, Daniel? All right, so I was thinking that um, we're going to still be talking about Persona 5, uh, because that's the newest one, uh, and today we're going to be looking at the confidants that you can meet in Persona 5. Uh, I like to, I'm trying not to call them social links this time, because that's what they called them in the uh, other two games. Um, but... Uh, we are going to be given our top three confidants that we think are in uh, Persona 5. Have a little discussion about that. I thought that would be a fun little way to uh, get into the game and not just you know, focus in on something to talk about. Yep, we are going to be talking about top three, like either story or mechanically or maybe both. And if you couldn't tell before now, we are going to be doing minor spoilers. We are probably going to do minor spoilers for Royale, but only up until the end of the original game. We're not going to get into the new semester. Yes, there's some wild stuff that happens in that new semester, uh, but we're not going to really get into it. Uh, and I have opinions. Yeah, I, but I would hope so. We all got opinions. Uh, 
<laughs> so uh, how do we want to do this? Do you want to go first? Do I want to go first? Do we want to switch off as we go up uh, up the list? How, how would you imagine that we were doing this? Any opinion? Well, okay. So do you want to start with the top three story confidants first and we trade off seeing how much, if we have any overlap? Yeah, we could do that. Um, oh, yeah, right. that sounds okay. So let's talk about, uh, so like, like Eric was saying, we're going to be looking at um, top three. This was Eric's idea here. Um, top three uh, confidants in terms of their story and personality and stuff like that. Uh, and also top three in terms of mechanical benefit uh, that they can uh, help you in the game. So we're going to be going over that. And uh, I'm going to start it off at my number three slot with a character that no one was expecting. Dark Horse Candidate, I think. Um, Oya is my uh, number three story-slash-personality confidant. The reporter, the, the devil tarot. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested in to hear your fucking logic with this. Because she's great. Uh, no, uh, she is... Uh, it's no secret that she's usually thought of as one of the worst confidants of the game. And to be fair, if we were talking about mechanics, she would be at the absolute bottom of the list. She gives you almost nothing. She gets, lowers the security level in dungeons, which is not something that matters at all. But God, yes. uh, I find her a really sort of refreshing change from all of the other characters. Um, she's a journalist. She's trying to find the truth. She's exp she's uh, more tied into the uh, Shido main plot than some of the other characters are. Uh, she's actually directly investigating that. Um, and she's just, yes, she's a mess. She's 1,000% a mess. She's a drunk. Uh, and it, she's spiraling out of control in her journalism career. But she's got a good heart, and it's also fun to see her as a mess. Also, while I'm not usually a fan of the uh, high schooler dating a much older woman thing, um, and I'm not saying that you should date her, I absolutely adore the trope of, oh shoot, we have to pretend to be a couple, or my boss is going to get mad at me. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, it's trash. I know, it's absolute fan fiction trash. Not that all fan fiction is bad. Fan fiction is great. But also bad, you know. Um, but you have to pretend to be the... Uh, you have to pretend to be your high school boyfriend. Uh, and then you can maybe become her uh, boyfriend later on. Uh, if you max out her social link even, you find out that she is the one who gets in touch with the woman who was assaulted. That started off the whole thing that got you in jail in the first place. And she's the one who, like, helps you uh, get out of your uh, predicament at the end of the game. And she's just fun. You also get to go to Crossroads and see, um, oh my god, why did I forget? Lala. Lala. I was going to call her. Lala yeah, I was going to call her the name of another uh, cross-dressing bartender in the Yakuza series, actually. Um, yeah, you get to see Lala, who is the... A surprisingly good uh, version of a queer sort of character uh, in the Persona series. Uh, she uh, never, uh, Oya never misgenders her, so that's cool. <laughs> the, the, the bar, extremely low, but I'm glad that she clears it. So, I... Morgana acts like a little shit, uh, though. Yes, well, Morgana is a little shit, though. Um, Morgana, not yeah. showing up on my lists. Um... <laughs> uh, not as bad as Teddy, but that's a discussion for another time. Um, all right. Yeah. So that uh, is Oya. I'll stop talking. I've just, I feel, I felt like I needed to say more because I know everybody hates her. I like her. Yeah. That, that's fair. And like, from what I played of her confound in the first, my first playthrough, she's good. But like you said, when I was being forced to choose, who do I want? I look at the ability that I'm never going to use, and I'm like, I'm just going to go with the chess girl first, even maybe the fortune teller. And, like, 
the fortune teller is an honorable mention for me because I love how she just burst into a southern accent at the end of her confidence story. Yeah, it's such a to tell that guy off. Such a weird thing. I I love the the decision that they need to make for. I think it's an Osaka accent in uh, Japanese, and they often are like, "Well, an Osaka accent is a southern hick accent," which is. Like, you have to choose some sort of accent to give them, and I guess that's what they, they went for. Yeah. Yes, I just love the Southerner, like, I just love Southerners telling people off, because yeah. it sounds delightful. <laughs> All right, so how about All you? Right. Who was your number three in the uh, story, uh, personality sort of ranking? Number three, I am going to go for Goro Akechi. Oh, and boy. The, the, the Royale Goro Akechi. Oh, don't, don't, don't say it like that. No, go, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so I chose Royale because in base per, in Vanilla Persona 5, Goro Akechi, you just automatically rank up with him. It's like, you're a worthy rival, and... I'm going to admit, I took every opportunity to bully Akechi. Like, every dialogue, I'm like, how can I just say There's a I lot of good ones of those in yeah. this exchange. There's also, if you play a Persona Q2, like, every dialogue you could have with Akechi, you could be a total shit to him, which is very entertaining. Well, I don't have a DS anymore, so... Yeah. I... Tr- I have a switch though. One moment, I need to switch off my switch. I don't need to do that. I'll do it while you're talking. (laughs) Professionalism. Anyway, the Royal Confidant really helps you empathize and get to know Akechi beyond the oh, I guess I like him and he's the villain now. Yeah, well, that was that was going to happen. Persona Five. This the original. The original. You're not listening to this. Listen to everyone who's just like gone up to Shida's palace, like halfway through and like have the i love that grow catchy still alive shirt i'm sorry i'm sorry it's just not happening anyway although you never see the body you never see the body that was what uh my wife and i were like he's he's gonna come back in a spinoff or something you never see the body like after after we when we talk about Okay, I'm not no, I'm say. not talking about royal. Not talking about royal. No royal yeah. spoilers. Um, yeah, no royal no spoilers. spoilers. No royalers. Yeah. No royalers. <laughs> no, ro- no royalers. <laughs> but what it what royal did because this is the one I'm talking about, and up to I'm not talking about the new semester at all. But it actually did make it seem like a catching Joker could have been friends if not for the machinations of the Holy Grail setting up the events of the game. And Akechi being the set on the path he was on. They have this rivalry throughout their their, their confidant link. In climaxing in them dueling in the metaverse. And Akechi being like, listen Joker, I fucking hate you because you're better at better than me at things. And you're my rival. And you, you can be like, cool. I'll see you later. And... It helped me empathize with Akechi a lot more and see, like, he's a little piece of shit, but he's also kind of a tragic figure because he was this hurt kid who was given a means to get revenge on a shitty world. It's the way I like, it's the way I like Killmonger from Black Panther while acknowledging that he was a complete asshole. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just because you have some sympathy and also see, like, okay, well, you have some minor points, but also you're killing a lot of people in a way that's not cool. Um, we could, not that, well, we could talk about Black Panther. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's a he's a kid lashing out at a world that's, that's hurt exactly. him. And he's doing it in the exact opposite way that Joker yeah, is doing. He's lashing out at his dad for crying out loud in a lot of ways. Like, I hate you, old man. Yeah. With a plan that's Honest. not great. He's like, well, Shido keeps killing everybody who's working for him. Well, I bet I should I should probably let Shido get to the most powerful position in the world, and then I'll take him down. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, just... Go to Shido and like go into his palace the first time you meet him and like, hey bitch, brap brap brap, 
two in the yeah, head. Yeah, well, he is a uh, guy who loves being overly complicated, I guess. Akechi, like Anakin Skywalker, is just a dramatic bitch who does things for the maximum amount of drama. So Yeah. I, I do agree that his uh, social link in Royal is pretty good. I still think he's an utter piece of shit, but I suppose that's the point. Um, uh, he's a lot higher on my list of confidants now, but not, not cracking my top three, but he is pretty great. And he also has some interesting stuff to do in the, uh, the third semester. Um, but again, chat about that another time. Yeah. All right. So let's go talk to, what's your number two? Uh, it's Makoto. Makoto. Uh, Really, really fun uh, social link as well. Oh, not social link, confidant. The confidant's in this one. Um, Makoto is, you know, she's a very uh, stock sort of character. She's like, oh, I'm the uptight, uptight student council president. I don't really understand the world. I'm just like the nerd and whatever. But um, I first of all love like the breaking out of the goody two shoes role. Like she's got to be like, okay, cool. I'm tired of people telling me what to do, you know? Uh, and that's, that's really fun. Uh, her, she's completely clueless about the world in ways that strain credulity, credulity, eh, that seem unrealistic. We'll, we'll use that instead of sounding like I'm trying to use a big word that I can't say right. Um, uh, <laughs> It's Never. almost unrealistic how clueless she is about the world, but that's sort of a, a fun way to do it. Also, in her uh, in her arc uh, as a confidant, you know what you have to do to help her investigate something. You have to pretend have to, to pretend be her to boyfriend. Be boyfriend, yeah. <laughs> which, God. which is a thing that I love every time. Every time you are a trash baby for that. I, I didn't know I loved it so much until I was like, I was, we were talking about, this is going to be the episode we're going to talk about. I'm like going over all of them and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I like, oh yeah, I like Makoto. Oh, um, what happens in those arts? And like reading through it again and like, oh yeah. And now when you pretend it, oh God, yeah, I totally have a type, I guess. Um, you know, I, I will admit Makoto is arguably, some people might find her a little boring, uh, but also, like, her connection to Psy is, like, an interesting sort of thing to throw in there as well. Um, it's also fun to think about, like, when you are telling Psy, because the whole story is being told to Psy, like, um, uh, her sister. And you're like, yeah, and then I started dating your sister, uh, which I can't imagine uh, would have been very good for her. Um, whatever. Uh, I, I think she's just a lot of fun. Uh, and she very much is an example of just... I think she's really one of the better examples of a character who is rebelling against the system. That's the major thing, especially for your party members. They're like, society sucks. I'm going to tear it down. Um, I remember, I think I, like, fell in love. Not really. I'm not trying to do, like, waifu garbage or anything. But, like, in one of the earliest trailers for Persona 5, when they have just, like, the, the subtitles underneath it that some fan did, uh, when you see a little bit of her, like, awakening thing. And I remember the subtitle said, I will destroy all the, all the people who love money in the world. It's not really what she says in, in the game, and probably not a great translation, but I'm like, yeah, destroy all the rich people of the world, Makoto. I love that idea. Also, she rides a motorcycle. That's cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Makoto. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I. If if we were, she's oh, God, I keep talking. Yeah, so, I was gonna say like not to get no, into the like which girl should you romance, which was the best girl, whatever. I think for me, it's Makoto. Um, there we go. Yeah, I did. I did romance her on my first playthrough of Persona Five, and then I romanced the Death Confidant because I really like Goths and I I like her story too. Oh yeah, she's she almost made my list. She's really cool. Top four yeah. probably. Anyway, how how about your number two? All right, so I think. My number three, my number two, like my number three, is just going to involve you getting mad at me. Okay. 
My number two is Ryuji. Okay, I feel like you're misreading. I don't hate Ryuji. I'm not like the rest of the party that inexplicably hates Ryuji. Ryuji is just fine. <laughs> you know, I'd like, like Morgana just taking a shit on Ryuji anytime he yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, Ryuji's, Ryuji's a good egg. Go, go on about Ryuji. Okay, his timing in the personal story, in this... His timing in the story, like, he's the first character you really meet and get to know, and how his personal story plays out hits home with hits home with me, and I really like how he's, like, he's an outcast of his own making it because, like, he got egged on by Kamashita and his reckless behavior, because just like you like pretending to be a boyf- boyfriend and girlfriend, I love the stupid children who, like, are too reckless and get in over... Th- get in over their heads because they want to do the right thing but that does end up hurting them more often than not that's like my drug and ryuji is that with a pirate on a ship and i'm like jesus god yes and i think he's an incredibly likable character for me if not a goofball and I know this is, like, stirring slightly into mechanics, but that's how my brain works. But, like, his confidant bonus of just being able to ram into shadows and mementos and take them out if they're weaker than you just saves so much time. Yeah, and it fills up your persona stock, and it's such a hassle. I almost wish I could turn that ability off. Because, uh, like, I'm like, I don't want any of these shit personas that I got from running into and down here. I want some better personas. You can just God del- damn it, Ryuji. You can just del- you can just delete them, or you know, chuff on back to the velvet room when you hit a resting point, and say, "Hey, twins, let me fucking do that thing." Yeah, I'm like, gonna gotcha feed one of these geez. to uh, another uh, another persona to make it more powerful. Yeah. Yeah, but Ryuji's a goofball, and he's a hothead, and he does drive a lot of the story forward by his actions. Definitely. And he has that great moment uh, at the end of Shido's palace where his track team comes in, and for like a hot second you're like, wait, did they kill Ryuji? I mean, no, they didn't kill Ryuji. Uh, and then everybody's mean to him because they, cause that's what they do. Um, he's like the, 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 was the whipping boy. The butt the clown. The clown, yeah, also. Yeah. Yeah, they um, of the three uh, new style Persona games, there's always the like, the first dude you hang out with who's your bro, and everybody like is like, oh, that guy's so stupid. Um, it's uh, uh, Junpei in three, it's Yosuke in four, and it's Ryuji in five, and I think easily of that archetype, uh, Ryuji is miles ahead of the other two. Uh, he's he's so great, um, though I think Junpei uh, gets forgotten sometimes, but that's a discussion for another time. There's a reason on my other podcast I just put Junpei into it, even though it was a Warhammer 40k podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to say, listen to Dark Heresy, listen to Wrath and Story, and be exactly as mad as I was at Daniel when I got the Terra Aqua Inventus <laughs> reference. Like... After two episodes of them, I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. You son of a yep. bitch. Yep. <laughs> and of no, course, yeah, but, of course, Tara was infected. <laughs> God damn it. I hate this so much. But I'm going to go out on the limb and say that Ryuji acts like the dumb one, but all of the Phantom Thieves are just as dumb as him, including or especially Morgana. Like, they're all dumb children. Yeah. It's just that Ryuji is the one who visibly acts stupid and doesn't have pretenses like Makoto or... What's his name? Sorry, I completely forgot his name. I'm not even trying to be an asshole Are you forgetting about about my perfect, beautiful art boy, Yusuke? (laughs) Yusuke, yes. Uh, spoiler alert for the next person on my list. But um, I wanted to call him Sasuke over and no, over he's again. Not, he's not Sasuke. I knew, I knew that wasn't. I knew that no, wasn't no. his name. The, the, the uh, worthy uh, rival um, slash friend 
that, that I mean that's Goro Akechi if we're talking about a Sasuke. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, Naruto, what did you do? Anyway, so Daniel, what could, who could possibly? Well, fuck, who could possibly be higher on your list? The than... greatest character in Persona Five, and perhaps all of fiction. No, of of course not. Not all of fiction. I love Yusuke. I love him. I absolutely adore Yusuke. He's so clueless about the world, which is, again, sort of like a Makoto thing, but he's just so obsessed with art. He's like, oh, I will find the beauty in this situation. He And just everything he says is the most dramatic shit that anyone has ever said in their lives. Uh, not even, like, when it's, like, the super important, like, world-shaking, like, stuff in the palaces. Sometimes he's just, like, out and about, like, in the normal social links. Like, yes, I'm trying to paint something, but am I abandoning my principles because I want to make money off of it? And he's just, he's so extra, and he's so much all the time. Every time he says something, he's just, it's great. Um, I like his social link quite a lot as well, or... Confidant. I'm going to keep doing that. Look, look, we all know what you're talking about. Um, I like the events that he goes through pretty well. It's actually maybe one of the more down-to-earth ones of the uh, Confidants. The whole thing is like he's trying to find a new painting to make. Um, And then he also, he then gets a chance to make money off of his art. And then he's like, but if I make money off of my art... I'm just as bad as everyone else. And the ultimate resolution is kind of like, no, it's okay to make money off of your art. Like, we're all in a shitty system, and if you can make money doing the things that you love, that's good. Um, Which is, like, a really wild, like, that's where his social link goes. Um, He's also constantly broke, which I just think is funny. He's just a really funny character. Also... I totally think him and Joker are, they are my true couple. Uh, my OTP. It's um, Yusuke and Joker. <laughs> you look at Yusuke, you listen to the way he talks. Again, I'm not trying to stereotype anybody, but that kid is queer. That Yusuke is 1000%. Uh, and I guess, you know, it's not, maybe that's shitty for me to say, like, I'm a straight white dude or whatever. Um, but he's adorable. Also, I work with high school students a lot um, as, as part of my job, and I think they're I see use case in the world. The kids who take everything like everything that is happening right now in high school is the most important thing that has ever happened, and I'm going to be one thousand percent dramatic about it at all times. I love it. It's so true to the character. Um, and it's just, it's, it's great. And I guess, I guess I just keep saying that he's great, but I just think he's really funny. You look at a lot of the other characters and they're just like, they're hitting all of these really standard, uh, uh, tropes or, you know, archetypes or whatever. And like, you know, you've got, uh, you got, oh, it's your little sister and she's kind of a nerd. Uh, and then, you know, it's the, the goofy guy hangs out with. I feel like, Maybe I'm not experiencing the right kinds of media, but I don't see super dramatic art boy in enough of the media that I'm consuming, which makes me just love him. Like, one one more thing. When he just walks up in the Hawaii trip, he just wanders in. He's like, yeah, my, my school's going to Los Angeles. And then they're all in, the, they're all in Hawaii talking to each other. And then Yusuke just walks up and doesn't even say hello. Like, he just walks up and starts joining the conversation because he's such a weirdo. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I am here. The plane got changed. Whatever. What are we doing, guys? (laughs) And I think I have found a common link between Yusuke and your other two confidants. You say you like the trope where you pretend to be a boyfriend and a girlfriend, Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Yes. So I remember one confident one of Yusuke's one of Yusuke's interactions, like where you level up, is you go out to a park together with him and ride in the boat. He thinks like I believe it's he thinks a brother and sister oh, yeah. are <laughs> a couple since they're in the, and it's implied the sister's like 
Well, since you think only couples yeah. ride in these boats together, what are you and that guy oh, doing? Oh, don't even get there? me started. You could go to the bathhouse with him. You could tell him to take his clothes off in multiple situations. Like, it is... <laughs> Those, I mean, it, uh, the first playthrough that my wife had, uh, she messed up uh, with something and ended up not dating anyone at Valentine's Day. And, uh... Because of a weird save thing. She thought she had romanced somebody and, and she hadn't. Uh, and then we just decided, like, well, no. He just spent Valentine's Day with his boyfriend, Yusuke. Like, that's clearly what happened. Spent a little bit of time with Ryuji, whatever, yeah. that he you know, hang out with Yusuke. I love him. Of the um, of yeah, the boys yeah. that the game seems to be trying to make Joker end up with, or at least tease it, I'll take Yusuke over um, Akechi any day. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I would not. I would not date a catchy if my life depended on it. Ryuji, yeah. I feel like there's a lot. I mean, I feel like they're leaning into it with a catchy man. You see that opening video to Royal? They're like laying next to each other. I don't know. They're, that's that's a friendship. But sure, day. sure. I don't know why I've never had those words <laughs> leave my mouth. Anyway, enough about my perfect art boy. Well, unless you have some comments on how great he is. Um, I mean, I famously have shat on him when I've had the chance to bruise you. And, like, my main problem with him is, like the devil, I never found his, like, at least starting ability to be that useful, like, to copy skill cards. Yeah, it's not the most uh, useful ability. Like, it could be okay if you're trying to really break the game, but honestly, the game is so easily broken already, <laughs> it's not necessary. Yeah, so, like, when it's, like, either, like, in the original Persona, I only leveled up his content adverse to get Baton Pass, but they gave us even that. Which I'm happy about, but I'm also like, okay. 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 I guess it's not about being coordinated anymore. You can do that at a later point, but now... Haru joins in mid-fight, and you're like, Haru, slap my hand, you're fighting now. And she's like, okay! Uh, yeah, and then you play Which darts. It's so funny and, that she has yeah, a grenade God, launcher. Haru is, Haru is great. Uh, I, she is the character that I sort of ignored on my early playthroughs. Haru's my number four on this list. I think I might have said some other number fours, but uh, Haru is very good. Oh yeah, Haru's like number five, like tying with Takamaki. No... Tying with death. I uh, tie is, anyway. is what her, her first name is. Or last? Yeah. Anyway. My number one is, so is Sojiro Sakura. Ooh, he's good. Sojiro's a good egg. And, and the Hierophant Persona. And the Hierophant Confidant. I think he's honestly best boy. And his growth throughout the game is very clear and dramatic. Like... From how he started treating you to like your growing his growing trust in you and like seeing you as a mint as a trainee and apprentice for his coffee business. Yeah. And like by the end of the game, like he's like resisting arrest to like keep your secrets and stuff. Yeah, yes. And like I kind of wish I mean I've never not done a confident, but I kind of wish like he'd be a little more unwilling to help you if you didn't do his confidant but i love him and i love your interaction with him and how he crosses over with futaba because i like futaba too she's maybe she's down there she's not at the bottom of the list but like i think him and futaba their confident crosses at the best point for both of them where, like, they just really gel together as a family. Yeah, they're really good. I think maybe the reason they didn't rate as highly on my list is I think Four's uh, father and daughter confidants are just a little bit better. I really like Dojima and uh, Nanako. But uh, Sojiro, oh, man, Sojiro. Man, don't tell me how good Sojiro is. And i got to rewrite my, this list and I'm rethinking things. <laughs> uh, Sojiro was great. Yeah. Sojiro's, like, Sojiro is a very good dad archetype, and, like, the person who's, like, you're not, not going to expect, he's an archetype that you don't expect to actually care about children, or, like, you think he's going to just be kind of, like, a womanizing asshole based on 
his initial interactions. Like, you think, oh, he's going out on a date instead of, like, and just stuffing me up into this cupboard. But he's a really caring person with a lot of emotional baggage. Yeah. What do you think? He talks a big game about being a ladies' man. You never see him with any of the ladies. Is he just doing those when you can't see it? Is he just lying about all the ladies that he's uh, spending his time with? Does he wish he was spending time with ladies and isn't? Or, like, is it a cover for him spending time with Futaba? Like, I I just, I wonder about that. I think it's a cover with him spending time with Futaba and, like, just going back to him being secretive because he does see, you do definitely see he's the kind of person who will have reactions to the TV and, like, as soon as someone's like, so what did you think about that? I was like, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, but you go, you grow closer with him and just even between the start of the game and the end of the game... It's such a good, clear path for him. And I love him. And like you said, I might put him lower if I played Persona 4. But all I saw was the anime. So I was like, okay, yep, there, there's some characters in there. Oh, yep, he's a cop. God, I love Dojima. The, the, God, he's so good. Um, but, I mean, he's a drunken, terrible father, and he had to work through that, and it's really cool. But, that's again, that's a conversation for another time. That's actually, I'm like I've mentioned before, I'm a big fan of the uh, Yakuza series, and um, there's the Dojimas are like a very important family in the Yakuza series. So, whenever I hear that, I just think of like, yeah, Persona 4, Dojima. That guy's the best. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, but yeah, that's, so that's our, uh, terms of like actually liking the character, their story, their personality and all that. Now let's talk a little bit more about the mechanics, which ones are not that you should be coming us for, to us for a strategy guide, but like, if you want to talk about the like best, uh, best characters to hang out with, um, to get the most benefit, uh, we're going to talk about those before I get started. I do want to say, um, Honorable mention, uh, maybe this person is just straight up on your list, but for me, they're the honorable mention, Hifumi, the, 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 uh, you called her the chess girl, not technically playing chess, technically playing shogi. Okay. Um, okay, Mr. Yeah. Social Link. <laughs> this is true. Um, level one, if you link with her, lets you change party members in combat, which is absolutely essential um after that her stuff is significantly less useful but i'm mentioning her as like sort of the honorable mention um she it i think this transitions she is like she was the tie she was a tie for me between it was between her and like another one that i'm just gonna go ahead and make my number three since we both agreed yeah she's really good um but her her benefits drop off uh, after. I mean, they're okay, but the definitely the best one is what you get from the level one. I mean, her first and her final, which lets you just swap party members at any time. That's like the ideal. But yeah, but yeah, just definitely at least get the first rank of Hifumi, if nothing else, because that's gonna save characters lives in a lot of dungeons where it's like surprise holy weakness yeah. the maxed out is pretty good but i i think you could uh i think i've played so many of the sm normal smt games where you only the leader can switch people out that i'm sort of used to it um but still um but anyway my number three is going to be one of the new characters from uh persona real and that is going to be uh maruki uh uh, the the new school psychologist. Um, first of all, um, I think one of the big benefits he gives you is kind of obvious. He unlocks the new ending. Um, you don't get to go into the final semester unless you max out his social link. Uh, everyone should know that uh, going into uh, going into Royal if you don't know it already. So that's a definite reason to uh, spend time with him. But... I think the benefits you get from him are really good. Every time you hang out with him, you get 
just straight up more SP, which I feel is always the limiting factor when you're going into dungeons, always running out of SP, especially on Joker, who has like probably higher, more powerful skills than other characters, which means they're more expensive. Um, he also um, gives you the ability to just buff yourself when combat starts with his uh, power-up in the flow move, which I found, after I maxed him out, was happening like every other battle, which was really handy to really end the battles quickly. And he also lets you just get rid of status effects. Like, you get over to your character and you're just like, no, I'm not brainwashed anymore. It just, just goes away. Um all of that together is just a really solid package. Admittedly, one of the, the two best things, I think, are getting more SP and unlocking the whole new semester. Um, and he's an interesting character storyline-wise, but I don't really want to get into that. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get into Royal Spoilers. Yeah, that's that's fair. Like, I like Maruki, and the def- SP is definitely a bonus. But most of my mechanics revolve around like doing the getting into the metaverse and like helping you get around limitations. Yeah, uh, my other ones are uh, in that regard as well. Uh, he also gives you snacks. Uh, that's that's nice, and the snacks also are occasionally a lot better than uh, you might think. They're they're pretty solid items. Uh, that you can use. I think they're like buff items and stuff like that. It's nothing. It's nothing game breaking, but I, I think they're pretty good. All right. Well, I think I like game breaking things. That makes things easier on me. Even though the games aren't kind of easy, but I digress. I'm bad at games, so it balances out. So how about uh, how about you? Who's your uh, first mechanical person? My number three is the Wardens, the Strength Confidant. Okay. Okay, well, I like them partially because, like, one day you can just, like, be like, okay, I'm bored, so I'm just gonna sit in mementos for a long while, level up, and spend some money to just level this all the way to max, which has actually been how I've done them both times. I've actually gone through that Confidant list. But... Like, they help you break some of the limitations of Persona 5. Like, the not being not being able to fuse Persona's a higher level than you is just a pain in my ass, especially when uh, you get the Sun Confidant and you can recruit higher level Personas, but they just seem kind of like dead weight to you, and you have to rely on fusion chance to get new different Personas. So I'm mainly choosing them for their high-end ability that lets you ignore the level cap of Personas for a price and then reduces yeah, the I, price. I especially like in Royal that they give that to you earlier in the um, in the Confidant list. Uh, you can summon higher-level Personas earlier. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it's extremely useful, and it... And, like, especially by that time... Especially in Royale, with Jose's Jose being able to change the cognition of mementos to give you just a shit ton of money. Like, by the later points, you have, like, nearly a million yen, so... Yes, I want to fuse Satan. Yes, I want to fuse Ishtar. Yes, I want to fuse him into Satanel. Yes, I want to fuse this with... That to go back to my original Persona for some reason. That's the thing. I wish you... I really wish our scene was more useful. Uh, yeah, that is true. Like, pour one out for my homie who has a cool design, but his only purpose in Persona 5 is to be fused into another Persona the very first time you get another Persona. Uh, they do some... Uh, and, like, it doesn't even come back at the end like at the very end of persona 5 at least classic it's like arsene now turns into sentinel this giant devil with a gun which is pretty cool but like doesn't even really seem connected to arsene it's just like now arsene is something else in four and three at least like one of the big ultimate personas you see at the end is 
is more connected, especially in three where like your initial persona is always sort of connected to death as well because of some other stuff going on in that game and the story of that. Um, and then in four, at least like kind of your highest level Pokemon is like, Hey, check it out. It's Izanagi, but like super Izanagi, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Like, like if you could, if you could in persona, in Persona 5, if you got a second awakening for our scene, like when you maxed out the full confidant, I would love that. And even have Sentinel be like a third, the third awakening for it. But like, I'd really love a second awakening that you could actually use instead of just fucking around and then. Oh, I'll see you later. And then I, oh, hi, I'm a completely new thing now. In three, it's kind of cool. Like one of the very highest level personas in three is named Messiah. And when you fuse Messiah, it looks like your original, uh, your original persona Orpheus. It's like, oh, this is all, this is like the, the ultimate expression of it. It also looks like you, um, not you from persona four which is the name of that character. Um, but uh, the, no, yeah. the protagonist from 3. <laughs> I, fi- I figured I figured as much. Like, if they were like, it just looks like you, the person. Like, not the character, the person playing the game. It's, it's weird, because, like, the that. worst thing is, like, I have different names for the characters in my head, because, like, the versions that I played. I'm like, Persona 3, his name is Daniel. Persona 4, his name is Charlie. And Persona 5, uh, his name is um, Kiryu. Uh, but that's not, like, nobody else knows what the hell I'm talking about when I say that. Uh, I'm in my second Joker bitch hippo, so it's like, sup, bitch. Hippos and yeah, I, I have relatively normal names, but my Phantom Thieves are always called uh, Hashtag Shitty Teens. Um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> hashtag the Hashtag Ooh, Root Boys. Anyway, we should get back to the, our topic. We have wandered a little bit here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so who's your second best mechanic? All right. Um, everybody's least favorite boy, Mishima is on my list. Um, Mishima is... Look, I'm sorry that he was abused by Kamoshida, um, although he's sort of covered up for Kamoshida too, but eh, whatever. He is such a dweeb throughout the entire game. Uh, I, I don't approve bullying, but I've mentioned this before. He should be shoved into a locker. Um, he's such a dork. But that being said... XP, baby. XP. He gives you more XP when you hang out with him. He gives XP to your non-active party members. Especially when you max them out, everybody in your party gets the same amount of XP whether they're in battle or not. I feel like that alone just makes him completely essential. You need to, uh, you don't want to have your party be all at weird levels. So uh, you can pull people in and out uh, no matter what you need uh, if you're hanging out with Mishima. Also, he's just giving you more XP in general, which lets you level up faster, which lets you get stronger. Even when you're playing New Game Plus, uh, XP is maybe the most important resource when you're playing New Game Plus, because you start at level one. You probably have a ton of money, you have great personas, but you don't have the XP. So Mishima is always needed. And I'm going to contest your worst boy with the gun gun kit. I forgot his name. And I will absolutely refuse to learn it. I'm sure he has a compelling reason, but guns were useless in Persona 5. And they're a lot more useful in Persona 5R, but it's just the hoops you're jumping through to get that confidant about a shitty little kid. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. Oh, I like him. He's okay. And he lets you knock uh, people down. He lets you immediately win um, uh, uh, recruiting uh, in demon uh, demon recruiting. I don't know. There's some useful stuff there. That is fun to just shoot the ground next to my mom. I don't know. Yeah, okay, exactly. you're my friend now. His name is Oda. Shinya Oda, by the way, if you don't remember. He also has the best hat. Uh, the only hat, but the best hat. 
Anyway. I think I think my number two has the best hat. It is my boy. My absolute unit. The best dad ever in Persona 5. No contest. Do not tweet me. Tweet Daniel. All your hot takes. Sojuro Sakura. He does have a very good hat. <laughs> like, yeah, he has a great hat. But a thing to know about me, when I'm playing Persona 5, like, they like, you have 18 days to get through this palace. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get through that palace. Yeah, so, Sojuro, ranking of Sojuro gives you a way to refill your SP the way that not many other items do. And again, this is... My pick of frame is exclusive to Persona 5 Royale because it's not... It doesn't make you choose between getting confidence or getting charm or ranking up other actual stats and, like, preparing for a, a palace like the original Persona 5 did. You have those days when you can't go out, but you can still screw around in the downstairs. And I think that's invaluable to getting prepared yeah, you could get, for Yeah, you can get way more fun. coffee and curry that way. I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, that is that is very handy. Yeah. Also, I ranked up my kindness by sweeping the floor a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, honorable mention in terms of mechanics, uh, give it to the fortune teller, um, because she can uh, help you boost your social stats uh, a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah, and I never really used her be, I never really used her for that, because I was like, by the time I got to her, I'm like, I really don't need that. Like, by the time I got I th- I think it's a huge but, time saver. So, uh, yeah. Sojuro is useful all the way out through all the way throughout the game. And my and although I understand it for like flavor reasons, I wish you could eat curry in the middle of battle to restore SP. Because that would have been like, okay, I don't want to use my soma, but oh fuck, I can't eat curry shit. Um Alright, someone like hit those ten High love high cost abilities and let's use a soma. I think Sojuro Sakura is essential to completing palaces the first day and getting momentous requests done as quickly as possible. All right. Well, let's talk about our number ones. I suspect that we might have the same number one. Um. Uh, uh, my number one is Kawakami. Um, because she opens up a huge amount of time for you to do stuff. Um, on days when you go into Mementos or a palace, you can get her to give you a back rub, which gives you an extra, a full extra action to do. You can go out into the city, you can do all sorts of stuff instead of just being like, oh, I'm tired. She can, uh, do laundry for you. Uh, she can, uh, make the beloved curry and coffee for you, um, when you have something else that you need to do. Uh, you can even have her make lockpicks for you. Uh, she saves you so much time. In fact, she even gives you more time because by letting, uh, by her letting you goof off in class, you're able to read more books, you're able to make more tools, you're able to sleep, which almost is never worth it, uh, but it is an okay choice. Um, the When the biggest uh, limiting resource in Persona 5 is time, the, the always ticking clock and calendar, Kawakami gives you so many different ways to give you more time and to use your time more effectively. Easily top of the mechanical list. Nice, nice. That is a very good argument. And I'm going to say Kawakami is up there for me, but... I hard I always forgot to call her like before I unlocked the ultimate. Really? Man, and, everyone I've talked to is like yes. you gotta max Kawakami. At least some of my friends who've gone to like Kawakami's the best one. Really? She's not your number one. Well I'd love to hear who your number one is because I didn't Yeah. And I love Kawakami's story too. Like She she does have a good story, even though teachers should not have sex with their students. 
I am not romancing Kawakami at all. Like, I'm just being like, she's a friend I'm helping, and holy shit, these yeah, people exactly. are taking advantage of her. Um, one of my uh, favorite uh, little persona memes that I see going around is a comic that somebody made where Joker, like, gestures towards Kawakami uh, to the rest of the Phantom Thieves, and then all of them are just looking completely disgusted, like, ew, really? You're dating her? Like, ooh, this seems inappropriate. Except for Yusuke, who's like, oh, is that your mother? And I'm like, because Yusuke has no idea what's going on. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Kawakami, uh, best girl. Um. So my number one is Yoshida. What? Coffin. We are in completely yes. different worlds. I'd love to hear your explanation on this. <laughs> so, in my experience with, like, my limited experience with Shin Megami Tensei games and Persona games, that negotiating with demons is an absolutely critical part of it. And Yoshida makes that easier. He lets you get more stuff out of them. And the best thing of all, the same reason I like the Wardens, he lets you ignore the limit cap when you're recruiting Personas. Because otherwise, it's a pain in the ass to just try to keep finding, leveling up, and then trying to find the Personas you want to recruit before you leave the palace. With Yoshida, you just have to knock some of the high-level Personas down and be, then be like... Hey, join my party, and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm angry, but sure, because you're such a good negotiator." And sometimes you can just automatically recruit them, or get money out of them, or get a yeah, good. Item I'm not gonna lie, that is useful. I feel it pales in comparison to the things I was talking about, but that's fine. It's funny. I don't think we had any of the same, uh, any of these things overlap with each other. No, yeah, like. I thought we might have yeah. Sojuro because... Soj yeah, again, Sojuro almost made items. it onto my list. Uh, it was almost him over Maruki. Um, but I, Maruki seems... Well, I told you I like Maruki, so... Yeah, but my th main thing is, yeah, I got to cheat with Yoshida, and again, I know that this is a mechanics, but... I value mechanics based on how much I like the oh, character. Oh, yeah, he's a great too, character. So. Definitely one of the better ones. Yeah. I honestly think in terms of confidant slash social links, I think Persona 5 has the best selection of them throughout the series. So we're 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 all in good company. There's it's there's no real losers here. Even my hatred of Mishima, uh, I don't. I hate him in the way the designers want you to dislike him. Like he's. It's not like they accidentally made him a dweeb. Like he... I like Mishima, but if an opportunity, just like Ikechi, if an opportunity comes up for me to bully him, I'm gonna take that opportunity. Like when Futaba meets him and keeps getting his name wrong, and he can call him an NPC. That was like. Yes, inject that into my veins. Let me see this boy who's done nothing but support me since the first heist. Just suffer. Because this girl he thinks is cute is just like completely yeah. blowing him it off. It is a little bit. Yeah, it's a little. It's kind of like the um, Parks and Recreation, how they're so mean to Jerry um, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Is the Jerry of Persona He is the 5. Jerry of Persona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we've gone over all the comments yeah, I think so. some way or another except yeah, for ey, EY. fine a, a fine a fine character He's a good boy. his benefits aren't that useful like you mentioned guns aren't really that important in persona 5 so like the fact that you can modify them, it's like, okay, cool, my guns are better. I'm not going to use them, though. I'm just going to use something else. At least with Get Smoked Kid, like, he's unlocking new abilities for your guns. Like, being able to knock uh, Personas down or, like, win conversations immediately. With EY, it's just like, yeah, okay, you could shoot this gun better. It's like, eh. But his... Now, now I am going to... I am going to say... Persona 5 Royale, the guns are a completely different game since they refill at the beginning of every fight. 
as opposed to like six shots and then hey guess what you're not getting any more admittedly yes that does make the gun significantly better and i did use them more than i did in the past but even then it's not you know it's not that important then again in Orel, i didn't in my playthrough i didn't max out his confidant so maybe i should have and i would have been like oh shit what i've been missing out the entire time his storyline's pretty good too i like uh the ex-yakuza thing but that being said, I love a good... I've discovered that I love Yakuza stories since I got way into the Yakuza series. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I can't... I'm going to go back to Persona 5 Royale one day and I try to get all the confidants maxed out. Maybe except... No, I have to get... I have to get... Kasumi you gotta max out, out all of them, too. man. You gotta max out all of them. Um... I know, but I was going to be say maybe not Maruki, but I need to max yeah. out. Uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta max out all of them. Um, so, yeah, I actually um, I right after I beat Royal, I loaded it up again and started playing a new game plus, but then put the language on Japanese, uh, which is like an it I feel like is a slightly interesting way to make it feel like oh this is like kind of different. But I burnt out pretty quickly uh, because I had just played like over a hundred hours of Persona Five Royal, and I don't need any more of that right now. And before. Before we go, I just want to bring up one thing that I always found funny. Like on the top of the, on the top of, on the topic of guns. Like when you first go to the metaverse, you don't have a gun, but then Ryuji gets you one when you're going back. So that's where your initial gun comes from. But then he gets a person, and he has a shotgun, which is kind of believable, and get like. It just feels like, am I expected to believe that all the, these kids were just carrying around model firearms? Just being like, it's a dangerous yeah, place, Yeah, uh, they're Japan. just all buying them from EY. They're, they're all just buying it from him. Yeah. I, I know, but it's like the first time. And it's like, and Precious Haru is so fucking extra. Like, not only is her persona a gun, yeah. she has a grenade launcher. That is launcher. the thing that seems the wildest of like, oh yeah, I have this replica grenade launcher. I'm like, really? A replica grenade launcher? Little Haru? And I guess Mo- Morgana had her buy it from EY as soon as like her persona first manifested. But the thought of like her just carrying around a toy grenade launcher in her spare time and just aiming at her, her fiancé's back when he wasn't looking is just... Hilarious. Oh, a pretty good a, man. Oh, she would be on my story uh, list if the end of her social link wasn't like at rank nine. Some guy says, "Oh yeah, you don't have to marry your fiance," and then we never see the fiance again. Oh yeah, the end of the social link is like, yeah, just a wet fart sound ass like. Yep, everything is great now, Haru. I'm glad you learned to trust me, the shady-looking businessman. It's like, yes! Yeah, I can make my, coffee now! Yeah, her voice also, in English is a lot. Like, I missed her completely on my first playthrough of Persona 5, because I was like, I wonder where Haru is. I wonder where Haru Oh, she's on the roof. If only there was some goddamn indication to come up to here to meet her. Yeah, yeah, Holy man, you think shit. that's rough. You could go through, like, Persona 4 and, like, not know how to social link some of your party members. If you don't, like, go down, like, weird subquest chains of, like, talking to various people as you, like, go on a goddamn scavenger hunt to figure out how to social link with people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Before we, before we go, because we are a little over an hour, I just want to... S- I just want to say that I wish there was some way not to get. I wish there was some like either reward or punishment for getting the minimum number of confidants even started. Like if you got to the end of the game and you only had Morgana and the fool, the magician and fool started, Igor would just be like, dude, what the fuck? What? Huh? I took. Okay. Okay, game over. You know what's in- fuck you. Bye. You know what's interesting. New game um, plus. I was looking at some of the uh, the stuff that was left on the cutting room floor for Persona Five. Some of the stuff's still on the disc. Even originally, it was going to be possible for 
um, you to, like, lose favor with your confidants if you, like, said the wrong things with them. And, like, eventually if, like, you were a complete dick to them or, like, blew them off, like, you would break the confidant and not be able to hang out with them anymore. Which, yeah, in that wild, they had something, they had something sort of like that in Persona 3 and 4, mostly 3, where the uh, Arcana card uh, would turn upside down, and then you would have to do, like, some special extra events, which would take time to get the person to like you again. But it looks like at some point in 5, um, they were going to talk about, like, if you were said the wrong things or whatever, they would just abandon you, <laughs> which seems like... That would be really rough. I think it would have been interesting to have, like, have to maintain the Phantom Thieves' trust in you at some point. But I can see how that can quickly become an unfun mechanic, like having your weapons and armor break. Sure, it adds to the realism and, like, gives you something to worry about, but that's not something you want to be worrying about in the middle of everything else. Yeah, exactly. That That's always the balance, you know. Is this... Is this a interesting mechanic? Sure. Is it a realistic mechanic? Maybe. Is it fun? Well, that's a different uh, discussion. You gotta you gotta figure out how you're doing that, and that's why I'm not a game designer. Well, I mean, you know, I run tabletop role playing games, and I always try to aim for fun over realism. But you know, that's a that's a different conversation. Yep. And we are, like I said, we are over an hour, so I think this would be a good time to sign off. With that, I have been Eric. You can catch me on Twitter at the Space Hamster or every other Wednesday, gaming for the Dice Fiends, an actual play podcast that does Fifth Edition and sometimes for well, Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons and sometimes other game systems. Where can we find you, Daniel? All right, you can hit me up at l o t r underscore Dan on Twitter. Um, which is the only real social media platform that I use, and the only one I'm putting out public anyway. Um, uh, and you can also hear me on the Wrath and Story podcast, um, where we play Warhammer 40K. Um, we are trying to get that started up again uh, after our, a little bit of a corona break, um, but uh, we've got plenty of episodes there and uh, some Persona-themed ones hidden in there as well. Ooh, I'll need to check that out. It was the ones where I just used the Persona character names. Oh, um, but okay. I mean, yeah. you go to an island that's full of tribes based on Persona 4 characters. It was a whole thing. God <laughs> fucking damn. That's yeah. a thing you need to know. Okay, everyone, that's a thing you need to know about Daniel Fernandez. Is that he apparently loves just find, taking names from other pieces of media and inserting them into his characters like just subtly so no one gets it until they do and they're like god damn it daniel it's like when i put the cast of riverdale in one of my uh not recorded dungeons and dragons adventures but they uh they came upon a bunch of uh, troglodytes that were all based on riverdale characters oh my god oh lord <laughs> i'm still not over Stu wellington like when i figured out yeah who that was i was like fuck yeah it's a flop house, baby. He's the invisible. He's a, he's the maniac, and he casts invisibility on himself. He's the invisible maniac. Anyway. Oh God. All right. Well, I'll see y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. And bye.